All right, live and in effect. War Media on YouTube back at it. It's a Thursday evening, so we've come to label Thursdays as our running nights, running with war, giving you uh some of our our best talk from basketball all across the board, NBA, college, WNBA. You know, we do it. Even a little bit of high school or whatever now and then. We talk the game because we walk it like we talk it. You know, that's how we do it in Chicago. And that's definitely how our guy do. An honorary Chicagoan. But he, but he's still New York through and through. He he even representing the DMV now, man. He He's all he's all around man. the world, man. This is our, our homeboy from, from way back and and way forward going into the future he's always fam so he'll you uh, we always glad to have him on mr scoop b brandon robinson what's up how you my legend the legend show us love this brandon from around the way what's going on <laughs> hey they, 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 they let the shadow lead tell it man you you know you were you defeat you was a feature the big feature this week, man. That, that was a nice story there on you. You know, uh, we gonna talk. We gonna talk a bit about you, of course. You know, we uh, always love to catch up with you. Sure. But uh, you know, I want you know. It's, I, I, first off, I want to say you know, good evening to the world, to everybody except Myers Leonard. You know, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, you know, uh, this I think this is this is an interesting day for us to all convene. You know, because uh, I didn't really plan it this way, but uh, it, it, as it turns out, you know, we one year exactly one year uh, from the uh, pandemic being official. The pandemic uh, was official, you know, was officially labeled by uh, you know the outbreak of COVID nineteen officially labeled by. The world, the world Health Organization, a year ago today, and also, you know, to bring it closer to us, you know, I think the way that we're going to uh, commemorate this day is this was the day that we found out that uh, Gobert was in, uh, had COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. That game was shut down, Utah and Oklahoma City, and essentially, you know, the league was shut down at that point, but. You know, it's been a, it's been a wild year. It's been a challenging, and a lot of you know, a lot of losses have happened. You know, we fought through it all, and you know, I'm just glad to see all three of you guys here. Uh, you know that that we're still standing and we're still here. You know, and you know, our, our fifth guy who would be here. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll show up at some point, even if he doesn't. You know, it's cool, but. Uh, Drew actually, you know, came down with COVID uh, during, you know, the past year. So, you know, it's just, you know, I, I know none of us are, are prone to take things for granted in, in the first place. But, you know, I think we've learned a lot more about that this year. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We just want to start off. We, we've been doing this thing. You know, I'm trying to get this thing tip offs going where we just have a little you know, a uh, quick subject matter at the beginning of the show and going back and forth, but uh, going around the table, as it were. But uh, I don't know if we could just start off this show by just sort of giving y'all thoughts on what this year has been like 
you know, just your what you, what this year's been like and what uh, you know, you've taken from it. You know, you want to start? Josh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, Josh, um, Josh, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, uh, this year has been a year of transition for me. Honestly, um, I'm doing a lot more uh, things that if I didn't have that, if I didn't really think about it now, I really had was able to take the time to really think about and plan what I want to do. And I'm doing it. Um, you know, I'm grad school, I'm doing getting back to ITS and trying to do, um, you know, more interviews, more podcasts, more writing when I can, um, you know, growing up and buying a house and it's just all that stuff is, you know, taking place to where, you know, I'm becoming, you know, as they say, I'm becoming a man. So, <laughs> uh, I, I just, you know, to be able to go through all that and not many people knew, but you know, I actually had my little stint of COVID as well shortly after I bought the house. Um, so because of that, you know, being able to go through that process, um, me and my mom's had it at the same time. So we were, we were, you know, trying to heal and recoup and, get back into the swing of things with that and on top of everything else that I was doing. Um, yeah, you do sit down and take time to reflect on everything you've done, how blessed you are um, to just live and just be able to breathe every day. Um, it was, you know, I didn't have too many breathing issues or anything like that, but you know, other people have had worse conditions and to know some of them and to have at least a snippet of it, um, even though it's not as, it wasn't as, serious as, as other people's, you know, you really just sit down and think about everything you've gone through. Um, you count your blessings and you really do appreciate each day by day um, that much more. So to be able to do things with you guys and, you know, especially since, you know, I think this is good, Kyle, maybe like my third or like fourth year, fourth full year with you guys or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's been, you know, it's a blessing to see how much growth we've gone to this point and the fact that we're still growing and doing bigger and, and bad things and to grow the relationships that we have um especially with everybody in this chat and, and in this podcast show so you know i'm just grateful honestly i'm just grateful i'm blessed um take nothing for granted and i just thank god you know that's pretty much how i've taken this year and continue to take this past um this, this current year to be going through now because you know bigger and better things are coming for us and you know, you just prepare for what you, you're prepared for what you asked for and what you've been praying for. And this is the things that we've been doing and to be able to live out those dreams and to do those things now and actually, you know, really take time to reflect on the good and the bad and everything that you go through to get to where you are now. You know, you it's a humbling experience. And within that humbling experience, you know, you become grateful for all you guys and everything and, and family and you know, every blessing that you can get, even just to take a breath, you know, that's something that not many people, that over 500,000 people, I can't even say right now. So um, it just puts life into perspective. Um, I'm grateful for this year, um, the growth that's come from it, what I've been able to experience and achieve, especially with you guys, and continuing to grow from there. Um, that's pretty much my biggest thing. Yeah. Uh. Chris, whoever, whoever we want to go. I mean, Josh got up to a lot. Um, congratulations, Josh! I didn't know you bought a house. That's a that's a step. That's a step that um, I've been I've been considering a lot myself the last couple of years. And I don't know if it's a step that I'm uh, that I'll soon take, just because of the the my thoughts on on um, 
on mortgages. I said, I want, if I buy a house, I want to do it like Frank Lucas did, just throw the cash in, in the realtor's face and say, I'll buy it like that. And that's, that's a very tall proposition for anybody to be able to do in this landscape. Um, I didn't have the, I didn't have the best year. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know anybody who can say that they did. Um, even with everything that J Josh has said, and again, congratulations to you, Josh, Scoop, with the new news, um, leaving heavy and branching out, everything that you've been doing. Um, you know, mm -hmm. obviously, everybody, I think, had a difficult time of it, whether they were directly impacted by COVID in terms of their health, uh, the health of a family member or a loved one, someone close to them, or any people who lost people. Um, I, just tangentially, that was difficult uh, to work through. And there was a time, I think, in the summer when things felt normal-ish. I wasn't going out to bars willy-nilly, but I was hooping in the, at the playground um, just about every day. I was playing softball over at the, the park off of uh, State and 24th with a group over there. And things felt kind of normal. And then we got to September, October, and, and we went back in and we had to go uh, back in and hibernate for safety. So I think in that in that regard, it was difficult. Uh, but I think it just clarified some things that I needed to do in terms of mental health, and uh, some other uh, some other things also helped clarify that. And so I've started doing that, and just trying to get get things on track. I got lucky, you know, where um, I feel like I got very lucky through the help of of um, my then partner Jesse, who auditioned for the show, the game show, The Chase, and then I put in an audition and I was lucky enough to get cast and got on the show. Congrats, Me and my teammates, we, we banked out. Thank you. Thank you. That was, that was an experience. <laughs> and um, if there's anything that I could take from that year, that is, it's, uh, I feel like I, if only for the fact that my teammates carried me like a Jansport a little bit, huh. I kind of want to get back on another show and, and show that I, um, that I, that I held back, I held back at, at some time. So maybe, Maybe we'll try and make that a career, but it crystallized sports in a way that I'm still trying to, as a bad definition, you can't say something's crystallized if you're still trying to figure out what it looks like. But the, the position that sports held in my life for so long was so important and so uh, held so much weight. And it's kind of you're still trying to put it in perspective because obviously these sports are important, right? The WNBA is growing. Women's soccer is growing. Soccer in general, football is growing. All these sports are growing in popularity because they bring people together in, a, in some way. But still kind of trying to find out what that means within the scope of everything else. So that, that is a question that I've been asking for a while anyway. And this, this past year gave it a little bit more weight. So I'm still examining that. But Still trying to, to get things regulated here and grind like these three gentlemen so that I can um, I can get a feature article about me one day and I'll, I'll tell people all the random stuff I do. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I can't. I see. I can't even think of some random quirk now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's been, that was my thing, man. That was my that was my speech. I'm surprised nobody reached out to you about the show. Like. Nobody, no media around here has reached out to you. I mean, um, it's it's pretty much been that way. Uh, our guy Elliot, he's just he's camera ready, and um, not to not to put him 
on on blast or 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 reveal anything. But I, he is a guy who could definitely be on more television channels on a more permanent basis in the future. Um, and I will I will um, go to the soapbox for him on that forever. Our Catherine, she got interviewed by her local station back in Columbus, where she's from in Ohio. But otherwise, no, nah, man, Channel 2 ain't come. Channel 5 ain't coming. I'm, I'm hoping I can get on check, please, at least. Review some, re- <laughs> review some restaurant, something. I, I don't know how you can flip that into that, but that I, I think we'd all love to be on check, please. I, who doesn't Seriously. want to be on check? That was, the, that was the thing in Chicago for like six years, at least. It was like, yo, you got on check, please? Yeah. Made it, man. Yeah, that there. But I, yeah, I'm, it, it, people act funny. I, they could they could put you like Channel Two could put you on, or Channel Seven. That, I mean, that's what channel you was on. They could put you on. They too worried about G and Greco uh, offending uh, Cheryl Burton though. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was a bad look, Mark. Yeah. I don't know what you were doing, my guy. And anyway, uh, Scoop, you got any words, man? Um, the last year has been um productive, but also just really uh. <clears throat> introspective. Um, I think that the world has depended on sports and entertainment a lot um, to be in the escape from your actual world around you. And I think being home and I think um, being forced to be busy gives you the opportunity to mend fences with people, gives you the opportunity to actually get better at things that you didn't know you were good at. Um, and it also gives you the opportunity to go harder. Um, and I think for me, I took the last year personally, uh, specifically because um, I lost my grandmother during COVID over the last year. And, uh, you know, she was one of my biggest cheerleaders. And, you know, me and her, you know, have, have constantly, uh, you know, talked about the, you know, the next one, you know, just the next part of life for both of us. And, um, you know, even in 2019, uh, I was on the road a lot. And when I would come home, I would try to get in. If I was coming from somewhere somewhere nearby, I would try to, you know, uh, stop by her and see her at the hospital and just check with her. So for me, like, I took 2020 personally. Um, but in addition to that, um, I took 2020 to really just better myself, invest in myself. Um, really work out just the kinks and things of that nature. And I think, um, you know, when when all of that stuff ha- happened between, you know, the Oklahoma City Thunder and, and the Utah Jazz that night, uh, a couple things. One, I was a finalist for a job in Utah, and I didn't get it. And I was looking at Rudy Gobert uh, touching those microphones, and I just was like, wow, that could have been anybody. So I look at that situation, and then I look at – um, you know, just that night, I was up very late. I was texting back and forth with somebody in the Oklahoma City uh, under locker room who, who had to go through, you know, all of that testing and all of the things that were going on. I think it was something we just didn't know what was going on. It wasn't something that was quantifiable. Um, and I don't think any biology or chemistry class or any medical course could have prepared us for, you know, what, what ultimately would be the last year. They told us two weeks. They told us a month. Um, it's still going on, and and I and I think me personally, I think we're li- moving a little bit premature, uh, and, and trying to get back to quote unquote normal. But you know, during that time, uh, just having conversations with people uh, that are that are close to me, um, one of the things that were so important was you know identifying what would be the trend while everybody was home, video, uh, and in addition to that, 
investing in stocks. And, you know, those were two of the things that I really, really did you know, during the time uh, that we had uh, from March of 2020 to current day. And uh, I think uh, being creative, uh, being consistent uh, and being reliable uh, for me was, was so important. And uh, I mean, you guys have seen some of the strides that I've made since 2018 to now. And, you know, the fact that I was in the field uh, and had numbers and emails and just who I know, um, you know, stuff that we would talk about in the car uh, and things that you would see in real time, you know, the world began to see. And uh, I just really used 2020 to, to just better myself and, and stay focused, stay diligent. And, um, you know, the last year has just been that. I'm still not comfortable. And um, here we are. I got to ask you, because you, you said reliable, and I think that's tough when everybody was, was just put under so much pressure uh, like you said, with your grandmother and uh, my my condolences for your loss, but and so many other people were in the same position, and basically, for the majority of the time, whether it was by the, the federal government or their jobs, were told was like, "Hey, you got to tough it out." How'd you get through, man? Food helps. <laughs> Food helps, um, and really taking that energy and putting it into your work. I think for me. You know, we all have the same 24 in a day. Um, you, you, you utilize them to the best of your ability. So, you know, I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed over the last year um, was just slowing down. I think for me, um, I, this is not my personal experience, um, but I know people who have gone to jail and people have that I know that have gone to jail tell me this is like summer camp for them because all they got to do is stay in the house all day. <laughs> like, listen, you, you think about, you know, you, you think about the, the Spanish flu and some of the other things that, that have gone in the past. And, um, you know, people back then didn't have social media. They had to send stuff through Telegram or whatever. Like, we have computers, we have phone, we have social media to pass the time. Um, and when a couple of people that I know that, brothers who have done time, put it in that perspective for me, it made all the sense in the world. I don't plan on going to jail. Um, but. I feel like, you know, at the same time, like you're home, like you have Netflix, you have Disney Plus, you have cable, uh, you have Ken, Charles, Shaq, Ernie. Um, and I, I feel like you have all of those utilizations of tools. But I also think that during that time when it was taken away, you know, it, it really did give you perspective, even from the perspective of if you don't follow sports, you look at plays like Broadway's close. You know? So it's like, what do you lean on? You lean on the things that 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 you love, but also you, you enhance those things. I spent a lot of time on the phone. One of the greatest blessings for me during COVID, like when it first hit, like March, April, May, during those months, was really because I was so busy. I was able to just sit on the phone, not with not with league sources, but with family and friends. You know, like you 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 sit and you you able to send money to to, to close family that was that was rocking with you. You know, when you were in college and you're trying to, you know, advance and, and just, you know, people who had your back, you're able to catch up with, you know, your college roommate or, or, or somebody on the basketball team from when you were in college or high school. Or, like for me, just was spending time on the phone, spending time um, just reminiscing and laughing. And, and, you know, as it relates to like the actual work, yo, you'd be crazy the type of people that I'd be on FaceTime with talking about trades, like talking about just life. Like I remember like, like in March and April, when when COVID first hit, yo, I would be on Facetime talking with Elton Brand. He would be playing with his kids. Like we'd be talking about like him growing up in Westchester County. We'd be talking about like, like 
just stuff that had nothing to do with his role with the Sixers. Like to me, you really got to see people on a human on a human level, and I think that was that's something that I won't forget. Okay, I appreciate you guys uh, all speaking in that way. You know, don't want to get too too serious or bogged down or anything. But uh, I think you know the way that we've all lived our lives and the way that we typically express ourselves on this platform. You know, I I, I know we've had some serious moments on the, on this show in the past year. You know, reacting to. Uh, the NBA, uh, the 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 short strike that the players had, or you know, and um, reacting to things that have happened in our society, um, mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, things against black people and and whatnot, you know, uh, you know, for the fight, the continuing fight for freedom and fight for uh, respect and you know all these things that we still have to deal with, you know, it was. It was, a, it was a trip, man. This this whole past year, and you know, uh, I, I could I could relate to stuff that all of y'all have said. You know, I've I lost a grandfather uh, in large parts of COVID. I believe you know he was definitely he was hospitalized with COVID. You know, before he passed, he was let out uh, short and shortly after he he was let out, he passed. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, just you know having money losing money you know uh uh you know uh just like I say seeing being cooped up you know i ain't i ain't been really the to, to, i ain't been to prison i've been i spent a night in jail but you know i, I can uh, I, I could sit still for a moment too and and i've 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 learned that you know how to do that better and uh uh, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I feel, you know, stronger in a lot of ways. It's like you know, what doesn't kill you, you know, it's just hard that you know these lessons you have to take. You know, they they come with a certain weight to them, and there's a certain there's certain elements of survivor's remorse that can even kick in at times because you know that other people who have, you know, there's so many people who we lost that we shouldn't have, and. You know, you you wish that, uh, you know that you know just, just wish on a on a on a whole uh, humanistic scale that things were better. But uh, I, I just at this moment in time right now, I just like I say I'm counting my blessings, and I'm you know I, I feel empowered in in certain ways that I haven't before, and I feel ready more ready for the rest of my life than I have at any point and um you know there's some this it you know it's, it's I'm, I'm i'm gonna i you know take a lot of from this past year for the rest of my life and you know just hope that uh it, it means something going forward and you know that all of this has meant something and that uh it's you know it wasn't for for not for you know you know when when it's not going to be all trivial, you know, it's going to really mean something. I, I think it is, you know, I think, mm-hmm. you know, come, you know, expanding what we do with, with Regal and, you know, like these video a year ago, we were, I wasn't thinking about videos or nothing. I wasn't thinking about much of anything like for, uh, you know, for a month, 
from this time last year going into like April, I was, uh, I was, you know, down bad, man. It was like, you know, it, it didn't feel much of anything, but, you know, I, I was reawoken over the course of time. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, you guys and my, my friends and my collaborators and, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys and, you know, this, uh, you know, I, I'm more open to uh, sharing that appreciation and love than I was a year ago as well. So I just want to make that known. And uh, we're going to keep it going. Like I say on the show at the end, we're going to keep bouncing. And uh, we're going to keep moving, you know, so keep, uh, keep going as high as we can go. But, uh, yeah, that's that's it for now as far as the heavy stuff. But uh, let's, let's, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, definitely for you. It's the end of the heavy stuff. So, but yeah, well, let's go into that. Let's go into that right quick. Like, you know, you you decided to leave heavy, and um, you know, you got some stuff going on. You got your, uh, I guess you got your series with Lisa Ann. You know. And uh, you know that's that has to be pretty interesting. That's a, it. You, you two make an interesting pair there, and uh, you know you still uh you still um, you know you still got a lot of uh high profile there, man. But but uh you've also you know on a personal level sort of you sort of uh, moving away from the New York scene a little bit. You know it, well, you know just uh, let us in a, a bit on on your whole way of thinking right now and your whole. Just your whole mindset. Where, where you know where are you at right now? I'm in my office. I'm my skin looking in. But um, no, I, honestly, <laughs> I'm in a situation where um, yeah, I left heavy and um, definitely had a good run. Two and a half years uh, with that company, and you know, I, I can't say nothing, anything, but I can only say great things about heavy, particularly because you know it was I joined there at a point in 2018 when. I was getting a lot of news, a lot of information, particularly as related to the Lakers, uh, as well as the Nets, and uh, you know, and then you know, into a position with Zenny doing different things there. So, definitely, um, you know, 2018 to 2021 has been nothing but greatness, and um, I uh, have enjoyed it. You know, the, even with you know, Scoopy Radio as well, uh, the podcast garners anywhere from two to three million hits annually, and um, you know, we've had anybody from Charles Barkley, Pete Sampras. We recently had Damon Dash on. We have a lot of surprises over the next month of uh, guests that we have. And uh, we actually have a guest. We actually have a show that's dropping Monday the 15th. And I'll be looking out for that. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I'm enjoying the process. And, you know, as you mentioned, uh, I have a partnership with Bovada. Uh, and I do Instagram Live with Lisa Ann every uh, Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Lisa and I met. Uh, in 2016 at a comedy show. A childhood friend of mine was in a comedy uh, show and he, he, this was um, actually when I was at CBS and he, I used to have friends come up to the studio and kind of hang out and he was like, yo, I'm doing a comedy show um, and Lisa Ann is, 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 um, is um, and I was like, who's that? He was like, you don't know who Lisa Ann is? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> quiet boy. Huh? Quiet, yeah, scoop, <laughs> scoop, on, scoop, staying off those sites. I, I, I look at, I look at faces, not names. 
So, so no, and I mean that like I'm not trying to play. No, seriously, like when I when I when you know towards the table, like okay, cool, I'm going. And, you know, introduced to her. She seemed cool. We followed each other on Twitter. Like mad cool. Stayed in touch since. And then what ended up happening was um uh I had her on Heavy Live with Scoop B. It was a digital show that I was doing through Heavy, and um you know. We talk here and there, but you had her on, and just the chemistry was there from the jump. And, um, you know, in between that, I had Sherry DeVille on, and uh, we talked about, like, video games. You guys know Sherry DeVille. She's another adult, adult film star, and she loves video games. We talked about the, you know, the, the, the vaccine. We talked about a myriad of things, not just about their professions, and it was pretty cool. Lisa Ann has an interest in sports. She's, you know, Sirius XM Radio, and then, you know, Sherry plays video games. So there was a rapport there, and you know, towards the end of, you know, Heavy Live with Scooby, you know, we did stuff with uh, uh, Mark Cuban, Tiki Barber. We had Kendrick Perkins on. We had um, uh, Clarissa Shields. Just a multitude of different people that I know were just connected within the field. Jay Williams was on. So, you know, the natural progression of, okay, I write, but I'm also doing a lot more on-camera stuff, appearing on a lot of shows. It's like I'd this- say that's really where you seem to have advanced a lot this year. Like, you... you when when you were with CBS, you did get a lot of great interviews, exclusive interviews and stuff. But you seem to really, even from then, step up in this past year with your ability to to book and and, and really get a, a myriad of uh, great guests on on which you with for Scooby Radio and for you know heavy or whatnot. And you know it's it's been fun to see uh, you know just how much you've progressed in that matter. For sure, definitely, um, definitely fun, um, and I learned a lot, you know, during my time at CBS, particularly as it relates to headlines and knowing when to tweet, how to tweet, when to post, um, and just having fun with it. Um, I think the transition from 2015, 2016 with doing CBS, and then you know, 2018, no, 2018, 2019, a lot of Lakers stuff, a lot of Net stuff, a lot of free agency stuff. Who said what? Who's going where? And then transitioning into heavy, just just natural progression, and then you know TV, TV spots here and there. Now you know next but step. See, so it so seems on. that because you know, well, me and you, we have personal conversations to this degree. But you know, it seems that you want to no. You correct me if I'm wrong, but it, like you said, you had that period for a couple of years where you were in the in the mix in the mud with all the rumors and everything and you know there's you you win some and you lose some with that and you know whenever you lose no matter how whenever no matter your hit rate people want to come at you when you put yourself in that in that area like they, they say oh scoop scoop don't scoop knows this or he don't know that you know who is this dude with his sources what is his sources you know but you know it sees it sees that that took you learn a lot from that but you also it's not it wasn't something that you wanted to extend for a long period of time is that correct yeah the source is their mama first of all second of all um i feel like at the end of the day no i mean it's it's it's, it's great for the blogs it definitely advances your 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 visibility um people do have the right to change their mind i would say that my hit rate is about 85 to 87 percent um but i say at the same time you, you got to sprinkle more than just that. You don't want to be a one-trick pony. 
um, and I have things to say and know how to get people to talk, not force it, just a natural conversation. And I think, you know, the honest with you, breaking news was never really my um, interest. I just talk to a lot of people and a lot of people tell me things. And it's like you take that and you run with it. But I'll be honest with you. I think that the, the thing that, that really got people's eye and attention, there were two things. Um, one, Anthony Davis and the Lakers as far back as the fall of 2018 and then Kyrie's shoulder injury. And I think the Kyrie's shoulder injury changed a lot of things. Yeah. That was a particularly wild time because a lot of a lot of people was talking out, you know, <laughs> talking about the shoulder. A lot of people was talking about the, out the side of their neck with, with Kyrie in that, that point. And you were one of the few people who had honest-to-goodness information with that. And, and you, were, you were able to just sit back and, you know, you said what you said and – people again would discredit you but then you just sat back and was like okay we'll see what it is and you well it's interesting when I look back at that because I got right. that I got that information like around Christmas time and I remember I went on vacation and um like my phone was off and I came back to my phone and I looked at Twitter and it was like like it went it would stop ringing I was like and like Kai sat in a press conference and they asked him something and he was like, yeah, my shoulder, like it had a little bursitis in it. And it was like, Twitter was going crazy. And then I was getting texts from people that were in the media room when he said it. They were like, holy sugar, honey, iced tea, scoop, you weren't lying. Like, no, like what, like it's, it's what I learned in this situation is people respond to recognizable names and networks. And if you, and when you, are not when you are an indie person or when you are not the machine, they question everything. And I also learned that you could be at a name and the network wrong and they still don't care. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember um I, I didn't get to see the whole movie, but I it was on a preview for a VHS that we had, that movie The Paper from like way back in the 80s. And there's a scene with Glenn Close saying like, it doesn't matter if it's wrong tomorrow, we just have to be right today. Right. And that's right. a lot of, um, you know, the, the, the credibility comes from either like uh, outlets or, or newspapers who have been around for hundreds of years. So they have like, an inst they're an institution or people who are part of an institution like ESPN well, if ESPN hires them, the thought process is that they must be trustworthy, right? And then I think it goes the other way, where if they're not hired there, then people are like, why aren't they there for me to believe them? Yes, I think you're right. And I think it just came to a point where it was like, there are some other factors visually that people touch, but I also think that if you're in the field, people know you. I, I use this example because Kyle and Josh in the room all-star weekend last year you came and got me from where i was we go to this event he always there he's he's acknowledging me and speaking school what's up we walk into next to levine levine is speaking to me and his handler at the time was saying something we got to go da, 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 da. but it's like i just seen him two weeks ago in the locker room and we were he gave me an exclusive about something completely different I see in, in another city and then I come to Chicago and it's a it's a you know it's a carryover I think a lot of times people put 
putting celebrities on such a pedestal that you just assume this person is not like everybody else or they this person can't possibly know this person. And it's like if you're just nice to people and you're just in the field and in the mix, you're just yourself, like that's going to come, you know. And, and yeah. I think it comes to a point where, you know, as long as you don't have anything to prove, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Athletes like, in large part, they like to re deal with people who are genuine. Because yeah. they have so many worries about, you know, why people are messing with them, or, or you know, they, I, I, you know, you got to feel if you're a person in in Zach's position that every time someone speaks with you, that they're trying to get something from you to benefit themselves, and, you know. And, and and we, we talk about. It's funny because, yeah, yeah. like, I had tweeted like a couple weeks ago, Zach Levine. Uh, is not participating in a slam dunk contest, I'm told. And one of those NBA sites retweeted it. Somebody was like, huh, actually, uh, imagine actually believing Scoop. I wait for Walls and, or Shams to tweet it. And it's like, y'all know me. So you know where I got it from. But at the end of the day, who like, you have to think, like, who are these people? That's how you have to treat it. And a lot of these people are all the same. That's why I've done this thing now. I just block everybody. I have like over 3,000 people. <laughs> I report. I block everybody because now I got different eyes on me right now. And you don't want to mess up the money responding to somebody. Old me, scoop is stupid. Scoop is this. Scoop is that. Well, I'm slimming down. And then mother shops at Dick Sporting Goods. So what? <laughs> That's a New York. That's a New York retort right there, man. You should have said Models. Nah, they shop at Dicks. Get a bag. I get the bag for me to catch it. Dicks. <laughs> yeah, that's you say less, yeah. and it's like if you don't respond, they're gonna be talking to themselves. Yep. And then yep. I stop giving a damn. That's when you get more respect. That's that I wasn't really looking for, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, some some people ain't even worth. They it's not even. You don't even matter if you have their respect or not, because they're not even going to really meet yeah. you halfway. You know, so. But and, and there are a lot of groupies out there, man. They, people people groupify anything. Stand they they'll stand anything. You know that like you say that. They they don't want to hear from you, but they want to hear from Wolds or Shams or like they they just they just hop on these dudes like they're brand names or something. Oh, and by the way, we all talk to the same people, right? The, like you just not naming names. You want to keep it. If you named your sources, do you think those guys are going to talk to you again? If you're not naming them, there, there's there's if if Wolds and Shams were in a room with me with Haynes. We'd all be having conversation and we all would be respectful because there's what I've learned through this process, particularly over the last two, three years, there are fans and then there are writers who are fans and there are writers who are aggregators who are trying to be in those lanes and there are, they're, they're worried about other people, but they ain't making no money. And at the same time, there's people who are in the Woe, Shams, Haynes category who they don't got time to be hating because they get money. Yeah. And it's like, do you think that LeBron James is worried about what Russell Westbrook is doing? No, because they get money. 
And I feel like it's a what I've learned over that process is it's just a lot. It's a lot of hate, but what I'm learning is a lot of hate in this place. I wish I was in their position, and they haven't even realized it. That that's what I've really looked and observed from the last couple of years. And it's like if you if you're making money, you're paying your bills on time, you're taking care of your family, you're taking care of your boys or your homegirls that have been with you since the beginning. That's all that matters. All that other who got sources and who not. Like, does that pay Con Ed? No. Like, so it doesn't matter. Definitely. It's, you know, 95% of the people who are following you, if, they, if they're if they not doing what you're doing or they, if they've never done what you've done, they think they could do what you do. And probably, you know, 90% of those people wouldn't have any idea to they, they wouldn't know how to move at all if they if they got in the rooms that you know that you get into and and I I say that as someone who's been in some exclusive rooms with you like <laughs> I've seen people come into those rooms and just fall flat you know and and that's that's yeah it's 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 tougher than it looks y'all you you know you, you a lot of y'all think oh I could I could mix it up with a school B I could mix it up with with uh NBA athletes. I could mix it up with famous people, but now nah, a lot of y'all ain't built for that, man. Y'all really not. There's a cadence. There's a cadence to it, but you know, you live and you learn, and I take that as as a, as a learning experience, man. And I'm glad you know that y'all have been with me along the way, and you know, continue to do so. A lot of lot of new things coming very soon, and I'm man. excited. About you. I, it's some good energy going around right now. I think you know, not for us. Us and for you know extended people out there, you know you got Ken Davis doing. He got a gig with NBC Sports Chicago yeah. now. And, yeah, you know I'm, I'm feeling good about a lot of stuff, man. So you know I, I you know I, I'm, I may even have some news on my front in a little bit. I'm trying to I'm trying to hold it back, but you know I'm 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 chilling right now. But you know I'm, I'm you know Chris getting his money, you know Josh doing his thing, but. Like I said, we we all we all motivated right now. We and we like I said, going back to the beginning of the show, we're stronger now than we've ever been. So this is just good times, you know. We we gonna have some good times going forward. I believe that. But uh, man, speaking of you know good times, you know the the, the NBA is getting back in in action now. You know there were some games yesterday. Eleven uh, games. Yeah, full slate. Like it was like a full slate tonight, ain't it? Like I'm eleven one tonight. Right, right. Yeah, I'm switching back. You know, Bulls on. You know, we talk about Kyrie, the Nets in uh, Boston on. So, you know, it's it's a ball night. You know, but uh, you know, we we you know what 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 we think feeling right now about you know coming out of that that All Star game. You know, I think you know sort of you know up and down with that. You know, it was. Give or take, you know, some moments, but I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be a particularly memorable all-star break outside of the fact that it was sort of put together at the last minute. Then and all, did you? Did you even? You didn't even go down there, did you, Scoop? Heavens no. <laughs> yeah, I think I didn't hear nothing from you, so I was like, yeah. If Scoop didn't go down to Atlanta. You know, it would have been if it'd been one thing if you didn't go to Indianapolis, but you didn't go to Atlanta. I was like, yeah, it it couldn't have been much popping at all down there. I mean, there were parties going on though. I, I was hearing a lot of, but see, but everybody, it was parties, but people was acting the fool. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, based on everything you said, I wouldn't expect to see Scoop there, no matter what the Scoop was. I'd be on my phone, but like, seriously, like, somebody I know told me that, um, and told me like a week before that, like, as it related to parties, like, all right, so usually with the NBA, like, they'll see different, like, Flyers with like logos, whether it be the NBA logo or also, they'll kind of gently tell you like, "Yo, take that off the flyer." Like, and I've had conversations with people in the league office, like they're like, "I was like, yo, what you think of flyer? Tell them to take that off." But then like they'll kind of be like pull you to the side, be like, "Yeah," but like this year they were sending cease and desist like yeah. like crazy, and just the word around town was like my like I was talking to a couple players. While they were in the car on their way to Miami, it was cats. It was cats on their way to Miami. Like Miami was the spot. Like, there was like there was like low key parties everywhere. As it relates to Atlanta, there was a, like a lot of parties. Like Fifty Cent was doing stuff. Bobby Schmurder just got out. He was hosting different stuff. But as far as I know, like Mitchell and Ness, like I took y'all with me to the Mitchell and Ness um, brunch. They didn't have anything. There was no Jordan in the party. There was, you know, like and they had a curfew. So, like, a lot of guys, you know, they were in their rooms chilling. Um, and then a lot of guys were catching up with others, their fellow players, and chilling. But, like, Atlanta was very different. It was no money out there. Like, there was there was a couple dollars, but it wasn't worth coming out there for, for anything substantial. Like, one of the cool things, you know, about being home is you can really, like, Organize your life and get stuff done. Like you look at what's home and you look at what's out there and the unknown of what's out there. There wasn't no real money out there like that. And, uh, right. Not, not enough to get out the crib. No. And you had to go out. If you had to get out the crib, you had to go. Had to be masked up because you had to have about two or three masks on because nobody else had masks on around you. Had to. You had to. Yeah. It, it wasn't. I saw. I saw. I saw some thugs. The thugs was probably feasting out there in ATL too. They was leaving cars up on blocks and stuff. And <laughs> a, lot, a, lot, a lot, a lot of players don't want, didn't want to go. Like a lot, their, their thought yeah, process, their thought process was, you know, the, the the CBA, you know, to renegotiate that at some point is gonna come up. But like they're going to appease the owners. But when that time comes and they gotta renegotiate. It better be something substantial because the only thing that the you know the way it was told to me by by someone high ranking as a player they basically said you know when it comes down to it the only blemish they have on us is you know the, the whole thing with China and that wasn't our fault. At the end of the day, it comes down to you know what's up with our money, who's going to negotiate it, is it going to be one of them type of deals that benefits someone like Chris Paul or Blake Griffin, or is it going to benefit the younger guys? And you know that that's an issue you know as it relates to just that. That hierarchy, as far as you know, the, the next who's to lead that players association. But players, a lot of players did not want to go. They were pissed that they had to go. They were promised that they weren't. There was never going to be an All Star game. They were going to have some time to rest, and then you know, here we are now. Yeah. I feel wings. Williams wings. Send Josh's money. I'm just, I'm a, I've been hearing about them. I wanted to try them. Last time I went to Atlanta over the summer, I didn't get a chance to go because the COVID shutting everything down. So I just want to you know ATL with ATL. Do you know anyone that had the wings? That's great. Do I know anybody that has them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any sources. Why are you asking me? 
Why would you go to Scoop for that, man? You need to go to Shams or Woj for that wing news. Yeah, right. I see what I can do. Ain't <laughs> worry about getting them vaccines, then they'll get the wings. Or buy some stock in them. Yeah. Buy stock in wings? Nah, and Moderna, <laughs> Pfizer, oh, Johnson, yeah. Johnson. Yes. They, well, brothers gonna buy stock in wings before they buy stock in, in Moderna. But I hear <laughs> that the wings are good. I hear that they're good. <laughs> <laughs> He hears it, y'all. He hears it. Confirmation. When COVID is over, I'm going straight to Magic City. I'm getting the wings. So you want to know something? You know you're going to Magic City anyway. Huh? You got to get the experience, man. Not about the ATL experience. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But anyway, anyway. Yeah, you'll yeah. enjoy the experience. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But any, anyway, I'm looking at uh, like I said, looking at these games tonight. Uh, uh, Jersey. Uh, I keep saying Jersey. Brooklyn got a slight lead over Boston in the half. Uh, Bulls within four of, of uh Philly right now. Uh, you know what? What, what, what about what are thoughts on on these teams coming back into the second half, man? What you know, Zach Zach just hit a little jump shot. He had a good showing in that in the All Star game, his first All Star game. I think he feels more, you know, and he he's felt all year like he's an All Star. He he has to feel more inclined than ever now that that he's an All Star, you know. And I think he's gonna lead the Bulls pretty well in the second half, but they got a tough schedule. You know, uh, Philly, of course, you know, been helping pace the, the East, you know, but do we think they're going to be able to hold off the Nets? You know, uh, yeah, do, do we think they're going to be able to hold off the Nets or does it even matter? You know, are, are the Nets, Scoop, do you think, what, what, what do you think the Nets' mindset are at right now? They can pick up Griffin, you know, they, they're trying to get some some more, you know, maybe they're trying to get some more size. I don't know. You may know better than me. But, you know, there's people like Drummond out there now. You know, Marcus Aldridge is out there now. As the reports are, he's, uh, you know, they're going to be uh, – San Antonio's going to be looking to trade him. And, uh, you know, what what are we looking at right now, uh, the, the main things that we should be looking at right now? Into the second half. I think everybody pays attention to Brooklyn as if Brooklyn has the has, has won the finals and – you look at Milwaukee and you look what happened last year, I, I, I think it's not a foregone conclusion. I still think that, number one, um, Philly, at least on paper, their roster is, is is pretty set from top to bottom, even from, you know, you got Simmons, you got NB, but you also got Tobias. They're really a big three. Then you look at Shake Milton, Seth Curry, which I think was one of the most underrated acquisitions of the season. You look at um, Dwight Howard, I think, was very underrated. And Dwight wanted to stay in L.A. He just wanted a little more money and he wanted to close games. And I think, you know, you look at L.A. and the situation they're in now, they could have used them at this point. You know, Montrez yeah. is cool. But, you know, you, you could have used Dwight, particularly because of that injury um, to uh, uh, Anthony Davis. But, you know, I, I look at um, I look at Philly as, as, a, as, a, as an opponent. The Miami Heat are still the NBA's Eastern Conference champion and they're surging right now. Uh, you know, they they're they're like a big man away. So you talk about you know the big man, you know, or at least a four or five. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge would look great on that team. Uh, 
Um, so, so would, so Kevin Love, uh, so would Andre Drummond. Miami has inquired about Drummond. Um, as much as, you know, I think people think it's a foregone conclusion that Cleveland is just going to give him away and buy him out. Like, Cleveland is looking to make a move. Kobe Altman is on that phone. And so I think at the end of the day, you know, him signing with the Lakers, you know, the Lakers have an interest, but, you know, I also have an interest in making my first million dollars. That doesn't mean that I'm going to get it today. You know, so yeah. I, I think today you got to look at teams that do have that, 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 that roster to potentially make. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens, but you know, I like Brooklyn. I like Philadelphia. I like Miami. Um, you know, and it's not a foregone conclusion that the Lakers are going to the finals. I think they have a chance, but the Clippers are still a hot team. You know, you look at the Utah Jazz, they're a hot team. Denver, you know, defensively, you know, I felt last year was all right. Uh, and I think big band position-wise, they could go toe-to-toe with the Lakers last year and, you know, see what happens. But it's going to be very interesting to see what happens moving forward. How, how much credence do you give to the theory that uh, Utah may feel disrespected right now, especially at the – the, the, the top two guys being drafted last in the all-star thing. Or is I that- think that I'm, I'm learning and talking to like um, players, agents, and more like that's, that's for storylines. That's not the reality. Okay. So I, I think, yeah, it's like – Validation should only come in with parking. Um, I think validation is a drug. And I think at the end of the day, just win. That shuts everybody up. But do you think do you think they should, you know, put aside the draft thing, you know, do you think that Utah should feel like they should have a chip on their shoulder or should they just be <laughs> like, we, we, we just going to play our game and we just going to, you know, move forward as best we can? I think Utah's a good young team. I remember being in L.A. last season, at the beginning of the season, and watching Donovan and Rudy Gobert against the Lakers and saying to myself, man, I feel like this Utah team um, is the team. I look at them the way people were starting to try to look at the Timberwolves being when they had, like, Wiggins and Levine and Kevin Garnett and towns, how they were looking at that team that could like be the next good young team to be like the next it thing after the Warriors and never materialized. I think the only difference is at this point, the Jazz are in real time. Like I feel like the Jazz have the chance to like be a good young team. Like this is the year, particularly with like Anthony Davis being hurt, where like the Jazz could kind of sneak in and, and, and go deep in the playoffs if the right seating happens and it works in their favor. I'm not saying it is, but what I'm saying is like, I like I like I like I like I like Donovan. I like Donovan is the modern day Dwayne Wade. Um, I like the I like Joe Inglis. I like I like like I just, I like that team. I've watched them over the last three four years, and every year they've gotten better. I remember when Joe Johnson was on that team. Like every year sure. they've gotten better. Like now is the time for them to strike, particularly because you know you don't have an AD right now who's hurt. You know you have LeBron who's carrying that team. You know, you, you look at you look at you look at the Western Conference like Houston's not going to the finals or to the playoffs. Houston was in the playoffs last year. Yeah, Tony left, Harden left. Like now's the time to earn your strike make that move. And I, I like Utah. I like Donovan. And I feel like as much as people use that whole thing with you know Shaq and Donovan on TNT, Donovan was already having a great season. I, I think that just, you know, what happened with him in that post game interview with Shaq just, you know, mirrored magnified some things even more. I like Utah, man. Just like I think, you know, everybody gives the 
crowned it to, to the Nets already. Like Philadelphia does exist. Yeah, definitely. And I and I think uh, I don't, Chris. I don't know if it was it was you who said it or or maybe uh, Drew, but when we was talking Sunday, but uh, the West, the bottom of the mid to the bottom of the West isn't as strong as it typically is. So if you're Utah, you could probably you probably gonna get a, a break in that first round this year. So, you know, if they they can use that first round to maybe build up some confidence and by the time they get in the second round where they have to they the, it steps up a little bit, they face maybe that four or five, you know, you know, maybe they'll have enough to pull out that series and then, you know, you do that and all of a sudden you're in the in the Western Conference Finals. You know, maybe you got the Lake this who uh who may have a harder road on the other side of the bracket facing them and you know, yeah, you never know. Yeah, I know uh, Drew and I were talking about that at the bottom of the West. I w- I wanna, I'm trying to figure out because I checked the roster from last year to this year, and that Utah team was solid last year. They won 44 games, but that's not a 27-9 and pace. That's not the same, and the roster is mostly unchanged. They had Bogdanovich last year. They had Clarkson last year. Uh, the only difference really seems to be um, maybe a couple guys near the, near the bottom of the rotation. So what – uh, Josh and Scoop, because what do y'all think has changed for the Jazz? Because I, I can't see that much difference. Experience. I think for me, experience played a key. Um, the fact that last year, even without Bogdanovich, uh, who, you know, he didn't play in the bubble because of the fact that he had his, uh, he had that wrist surgery. Um, the fact that he wasn't out of the bubble and they played Denver so close in that seven game series. I think that was, I think it was really the bubble where Donovan Mitchell really emerged as I am that guy now. Like, I, I am taking the reins very similar to what, you know, D-Wade did in, like, 06, especially in the playoffs, where he took over that Miami Heat team and led them to the finals. Um, it was very similar to that. Um, unfortunately, you know, Utah didn't win the series. But you can tell Donovan was sending that message with the 50-point games he was, he, was, he was throwing up and keeping that single-handedly willingly keeping that Jazz team intact. Pretty much saying, I have arrived. And – I think that really carried over into this season and the fact that you have a healthy Bogdanovich and a, and a more uh, experienced um, chemistry-wise with Jordan Clarkson. I think Jordan Clarkson came to the Utah Jazz that year, last year too um, the, at the trade deadline. So the fact that he was able to have more experience with the team as well, um, people get more acclimated to the Quinn Snyder system, um, especially in Mike Conley as well. Because Mike Conley came over in that trade over the, at the trade deadline as well last year. I think experience really just gave the Utah Jazz that extra boost. They don't need to put things really together, chemistry wise. And you're seeing what happens when you have that chemistry in a very similar, Spurs like system that Quinn Snyder had. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it comes down to experience. I think it comes down to. Uh, Another year, another notch in the bell, and I think it's just confidence. I think you you you, you hit on all solid points, uh, Josh. Okay. All right. uh, Chris, like you uh you got a bounce right now, man? Yeah. Um. I guess the last thing I want to say is that I agree on Scoop's point uh, about about there not being you know the the Nets can't they can't automatically get the title today, even though they've recovered from their initial bout of defenselessness, you can't just Dennis Green crown them right off the bat. I will say the one thing that I, I want to see come out once the playoffs hit, 
I thought that the that Milwaukee losing to Toronto would one force the Bucks to make some better moves, which they you could debate if they did and didn't, and would kind of harden Giannis to the point of is championship or bust time and nothing standing in my way. Now I don't think I don't think that Giannis needs much more motivation. I still think losing to the Bulls in 2015 when they got blown out in that deciding game really put the iron in his mind in terms of I'm going to be the best. And Philadelphia is the same. When I when Philadelphia lost to Toronto, I thought that Joel would quit playing around as much and, and, and really take – not that he wasn't taking basketball seriously, but taking the what it, what it takes – taking the work of winning a championship seriously. So I still want to see that. He's obviously having an MVP caliber campaign. But once the calendar hits, April and May is really going to tell me whether – those two squads have are are ready because I I'm 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 the guy who has to see it before I believe it. I'm I'm that guy. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. We uh, you know we we ain't gonna we ain't gonna be on too much longer, but uh, you know you gotta leave when you gotta leave, and you know Chris. So uh, appreciate you coming on, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you soon. It's good. Good to see you, man. Always. Brother, always good to see you. Josh, Kyle, be easy. I see, bro. But yeah, uh, I want I want to go back though to uh, to the East a little bit, and um, you know, you I, 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 you meant something that stuck out to me. What you were saying when we was talking about the East school is uh, you no, know, you seem a bit more, you seem a bit more confident in Miami, you know, than you know, I'm. I'm I'm not necessarily not confident in Miami, but I'm I'm just trying to figure it out with them. You know, what what makes you feel so resolved that they're going to be, you know, the same type? Do you think they're going to be the same type of threat this year that they were last year? The jury is still out because I think that they're still not you. They're still not playing. Um, I think just across the NBA at large, I still think a lot of teams are not playing their best basketball. And I think Miami got off to a slow start because of injuries and because of COVID. And their, their best player, yeah. Jimmy Butler, was dealing with illness and more. And, I mean, um, you know, some people feel as though you know, their appearance in the finals was a fluke. Um, I feel like they're about – I think Bam Adebayo was realizing since the finals how good he really is in the playoffs too. Um, and I think they're, they're, they need like a solid, solid additional piece um, that I don't know. Like if they were to get Drummond, it would take Tyler Hero. It would take um, some other guys that they would have to shift. Even even Kendrick Nunn, who last month played decently. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, 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 he's come so, back. You know, last month <clears throat> was hearing that the Heat were players in that. Andre Drummond sweepstakes, as I mentioned. Could you imagine a team with Drummond, Bam Adebayo, and uh, uh, Butler together? That's 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 a that's a plethora of talent, um, and 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 that and that that top heavy uh, behemoth of 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 Bam Adebayo as well as uh, Andre Drummond is definitely um, something that is a threat to some Western Conference teams. Yeah. They, um, 
Yeah, that's what it comes down to. I, think. I was hearing some feedback. I thought you were calling me. But um, but I, I think at the end of the day, um, I, I do like Miami. Um, but I, but I, I still do think Brooklyn and, and Philadelphia have something to offer. You know, to, to, to put a cap on the pen, it's still very early. And I don't think you just give Brooklyn the title without, you know, seeing how they perform in the playoffs together. Sure. Yeah. It, sure. You know, yeah. you start to hear, hear that more. You know, over the past couple of weeks, we've been hearing that more about the Nets being, you know, they've had some impressive performances. But you, like you say, you can't just give them anything right now. You know, and that's anybody. Not just yeah, that's that's anybody. Yeah. yeah. Because but, you look at, if you look at last year, look at the Clippers. People were ready to say the Clippers were better than the Lakers. The Clippers can beat yeah. the Lakers. And that didn't happen the way that many people thought. And I think a lot of this, they don't like LeBron and they don't like the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where. That's where we talked about we earlier, talk about like, going, early, back like going back to the agendas the that agendas people have in the storylines. They they come they come to the surface the surface like that, like that. Yeah. and it clouds it, it clouds the it clouds the real analysis that's out there. I talked to J.R. Smith a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "Man, think about it. All those memes where people say I drink Hennessy." He goes, "Man, I don't even drink Hennessy." <laughs> you know, but then you look at like he'll also say you look at the storylines of Kyrie and, and he goes, people make it seem like they're arch enemies. He goes, they don't have a problem with each other as much as people think. That's for storylines and ratings from his perspective. So you know, it's 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 all a matter of perspective. Yeah, those, those things yeah, can get, those things get from these players, and they they lose control. Over their yep. storylines, that that's a wild thing. So I've heard that too about Jr. Like, you look at dude like his, you know his, the way he keeps his shape and stuff. You figure he's not like a drunkard or anything like that. But the way that he acts sometimes, people just sort of put that stigma on him, and you know yep. it's, it's unfair in a lot of ways. But you know, but like like most of anything, and and on when it deals with uh, social media. It's mostly done for laughs, you know. So, but at the same time, you gotta, you gotta, you know, have respect for people. At the same time, you can't just be like, just put crap on people and be like, you know, we just doing it to, for jokes. You know, if, if it ain't real, it ain't real. You know, exactly. But but Josh, I wanted to hear from you in regards to, because uh, I'm interested, man. You know, with Drummond and Aldridge, man, how much. Do you think that you know these two can shift the balance of power in regards, you know, whether whatever they may go, be it on the West and on the Western Conference team or an Eastern Conference team? Like, and, and is there any, you know, school the possibilities in Miami? Is, are there any particular places where you would like to see one of those two go? I know some people are saying they're like Aldridge back in Portland, of course, wait, wait. He started, he started his, his career and had so much success up there, you know. But you know, it, it, what what are your thoughts about those two big men uh, sort of sh- reshaping the market? You know, I think they I think they offer a lot, but it also depends on the teams that they play for. Um, just because it's a lot of the contending teams can utilize their services, especially we talk about Lamarcus Aldridge, who has an offensive arsenal in the post that really that really comes into play 
we talk about the playoffs and it becomes a half more of a half court game than a full court game. When the game slows down, you're going to need a skilled big man that can pretty much score from wherever, but especially in the post. And that's what LaMarcus Aldridge brings to the table. And you mentioned obviously hearing about Portland. I think he'll be an excellent fit in Portland just because Portland for the, for the most part have a hard time staying healthy, especially when it comes to the big man department. And number two, he already has the rapport with Damian Lillard. And he already has rapport with those players in Portland and fitting in that offense. That could be a deadly combination from a point from a from a point guard big man perspective when you're talking about having to guard Damian Lillard who can shoot from anywhere on the court and and with the lethal, with the lethal game that he has, comparing that to a Lamarcus Aldridge, who has who has even if he's on the court now. And not to mention, you have to have the back on the other wing. I think that would be an ideal situation for Lamarcus Aldridge to go to. And you talking about Andre Jump, Andre Drummond per se. Yeah, he has a little bit of an offensive game. He's a rebounder and a defender. The team that needs that the most literally is the Brooklyn Nets, and they have one roster spot open left. If he can find his way to a contender like the Brooklyn Nets or the Lakers, especially for a defensive end, he could fill in that role where you know he fills that little bit of a gap that Brooklyn is still missing for LA he could fill in like the JaVel McGee and Dwight Howards did in the previous uh year last year playing uh, playing defensively and rebounding so that way you know they they can help keep that especially that second unit afloat I think they have a lot to offer but you really depends on the teams that they go to because they because their services fit more towards a championship contending team compared to just playing for the regular teams that they've been playing for, especially since the Spurs are on the decline and they're rebuilding. And the Cavs, you know, they've been rebuilding since LeBron left. So I, I, I think it depends on the teams that they go to. Yeah. School, going, going back out west, you know, uh, you, know I, you know, we've been, we've been sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, commemorating uh, AD's birthday today. You know, you had a big post uh you know, had a couple big posts up there, shouting them out, and uh, you know he's been he's been sort of an interesting story this year because uh, you know he, he he hasn't been on the court in the way that he's wanted to, and uh, you know been dealing with injuries. He's he's still sitting up right now, and a, a big part of the second half could be how much are the Lakers going to use him prior to the playoffs. You know, do you have any thoughts? You know, as far as that goes, do you think that they should maybe sit them until the playoffs, or do you, do you think they should bring them on as soon as possible and try to, uh, you know, and keep it in mind, you know, their pay, their placement in the Western Conference, you know, thinking of the seeding and such. You know, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, resting him as much as possible is cool, but you don't want to rest him so much that when the playoffs come, he has no. Uh, jetpack or no no uh, no way to, to launch the jet and um, I think at the end of the day I think it comes down to comf- comfort you know he's not had any major injuries that I can recount um, and everybody responds to that differently you know you look at Kevin Durant it seems like the load management right now or I, you're not supposed to say load management as far as his his, his hamstring injury and things of that sort. Are being managed, and um, I think in the end of the, at the end of the day, I think for AD it comes down to comfort and how you know the Lakers are still a top five team overall in the NBA, and a top three team in the NBA's Western Conference overall. 
Um, it reminds me so much of, um, you know, Shaq playing into game shape uh, when he played for the Lakers. And I think at the end of the day, though, I think it comes down to fit. I think it comes down to comfortability. And um, I think for um, Anthony Davis, I'd like to think he'll be okay, but I think they need some reinforcements. The same way that the Nets are loading their roster up with guys uh, that can still hold on the fort when they thought that Kyrie wasn't going to play, now they're doing the same because Kevin Durant is not playing. And I think in the same vein, the Lakers are looking to do the same thing, whether it's signing somebody from the G League, uh, whether it's, you know, plucking someone. You know, there are some other needs that the Lakers have, not just at the big man position. Uh, Trevor Ariza is a guy that can still defend perimeter positions. He was spotted in Miami uh, with Greg Monroe. Uh, as well as with Andre Drummond a couple weeks ago. I'll share with you, I'm told uh, that Andre Drummond was working out in Chicago uh, with over, over in the last few days uh, with some other fellow NBA guys. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting um, what happens. But, yeah, I think um, when it comes down to the Lakers, uh, Boogie Cousins is someone else uh, that should be paying attention to. The, the Lakers still do have an interest in bringing him back, but it's all about fit. This is kind of like the point in the season where – when I was telling you guys that J.R. Smith uh, was getting a workout with the Lakers and then Kobe's death happened, um, the timely death, and then, you know, you're figuring out Deion Waiters and then you're figuring out the Morris twin, and then uh, here comes J.R. It's about fit, and we're at that point in the season now where we're figuring out what's next. Oh, and there's a trading deadline March 25th, so it's a lot of things to consider. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, we've been talking about some of the top teams, I think, before – before we wrap up, are there anybody? You know, I'm looking. I got. I'm looking at the standings right now, and you know, in the East is interested. Of course, you got three teams with 20 wins already. You know, you got, and everybody else is sort of bunched up. You know, the Celtics got a winning record. The Knicks got a winning record. You know, one game above 500. At, they're in the five spot, and uh, you know, we took the Heat like we talked about. They're at six, 18 and 18. And you know everybody else is bunched up. You know, going back, going back down to, you know, uh, ten and eleven. You got the Pacers and the Hawks. You know, we got like I say, you got the playing this year with, uh, you know, it's the top ten spots. Really, we got to look at instead of the eight. And um, you know, the Pacers are at ten right now. Bulls are at nine, and the Raptors at eight. And there's you no know, very little separating those teams. You know, like a game and a half separating them, and and you know put in the Hornets, too, at number seven. So, you know, out of those teams, like, do you see any of those teams, like, really asserting themselves in the second half and really making – The things? Hawks. The Hawks and the Bulls. Take the Hawks, okay. The Hawks and the Bulls. I think a different. I think Nate McMillan was wrong last year with the Pacers, and I think now is the unfortunate firing of Lloyd Pierce. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying, like – Gives gives the uh, gives the Hawks a chance to, to play for something to, to you know you look at the Hawks tonight I believe they're playing the Raptors and the Raptors are um, is not their roster is kind of limited because of injuries and, and protocol um, this is a, this is a chance for them to win I'm not looking at any scores right now I don't know how things are faring at the point that we're talking um, but I think at the end of the day the Hawks are a team um, that 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 has a chance. Um, it would be cool to see. It'll be a cool story. Um, you look at also um, the Bulls. They're a ninth place team currently. 
Um, they were, you know, eighth team to retire in between seventh, eighth, and ninth, as high as sixth, if I'm not mistaken, in the first half. Um, that'll be interesting. Um, you look at the Washington Wizards, another team um, that injuries have not been their friend. Uh, Bradley Beal and and as well as uh, Russell Westbrook, you know, had a win against the Raptors right before the All-Star break. The last game going into the All-Star break, they had some wins against the Lakers and a myriad of other teams. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I definitely think the Bulls are a team to pay attention to going you know, into the rest of the season just because they've been healthy and, you know, they're still looking to to make a move to, you know, potentially land and make a splash. That is young as it is being very heavily monitored by our rival teams and, um be interesting to see if you know he's used as a piece to potentially bring in Lonzo Ball, as I've been reporting. You know, over the last they go inauguration day, I, I made mention of the fact that you know there were a multitude of teams, including the Bulls, the uh, the the Mavericks, uh, the Knicks, and a, mu- a multitude of other teams that are that are monitoring him. And it'd be cool to see. I know Kobe White is off limits, um, but you know a package that may include either with another team or the rights to Larry Markinen as well as um, Thaddeus Young, uh, Sadoransky, and more. Uh, you know, there are some teams that that, are, that could, you know, unload, take that unloading from the Bulls, so we'll see. But there, there have been some reports that, report. that Young may be, you know, he's being prioritized. If he's not off limits, he's being prioritized. I think that may be. Maybe AK Maybe sort AK, of negotiating sort of in public. Um, I think that Daddy is young uh, as a player that offers veteran leadership, and if the the Bulls and the Pelicans end up making a move, while I think Stephen Adams is a great leader on that team, Daddy is young gives you scoring and rebounding and runs the floor in a way that is the the, the type of rhythm. Uh, orchestrated by Stan Van Gundy with the Pelicans organization. So, um, you know, that is young. Uh, it's somebody that I think uh, could help them, but, you know, we'll see. But I, I definitely think um, or know that, you know, the Bulls as a team, if Lonzo is traded, he'd like to go to. I also know uh, that the Bulls have been watching him and, and, and there is interest. So we'll see. Yeah, we've, been, we've been talking about that over the past weeks and, I, I like to see them pull the trigger there. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I, th- I think more and more, you know, uh, like I said my guy, I got, I got Drew sort of flame Laurie a couple, uh, a week or so ago on, on our, uh, on our, uh, our Substack site. You know, he said that, you know, I, and I'm sort of agreeing with him. Like the bulls are less, they're less in need of Laurie now. And um, if you can flip him for Lonzo Paul, Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you could flip him for Alonzo, man, uh, you know I, I'm with that. You know I'm with that. But uh, speaking of the balls, though, uh, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, uh, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what about Mello, man? The 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 new Mello, man. He he's been ener- he's giving some energy to that to that uh, Charlotte team, man. He's he looks like he's rookie of the year, going to be rookie of the year, and and uh, they're in the mix in the playoff mix with Charlotte. You know what do you think about them? They are, and I like the way that they brought him in, Borrego uh, bringing him in not as a starter but as a bench player and making him earn his keep. Reminds me so much of uh, uh, it reminds me so much of Brandon Jennings' entry 
from Italy to the NBA. You know, he learned mm-hmm. the Italian game, the overseas game, and then came over there in the NBA. It seems like, you know, LaMelo will have more of a um, – he'll have more of a, a – la- it seems currently he'll have more of a lasting impact. But Brandon Jennings had some memorable games too, and he mixes it up. I, I watched him play um, out of high school, playing in, in, in the basketball league. His dad ran for a while, and you know, early on, still in his development, I, I thought he was going to be like a Tracy McGrady, um, and just long term. But you know, the way he gets the basket, the way he gets other teams involved, it's just a great situation in a lower key city in Charlotte, as opposed to like the Lakers or the Nets or the Knicks or. You know teams like that, so I, I like Lamelo Ball in his in his first year. Definitely has a rookie of the year flair to me, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. Okay, okay, guys. Any any other teams that have sort of stuck out to you, or do you think maybe interesting in the mix? You know, like say the lower teams that may be in the mix in the playoffs. You know, either in the East or West, and I, you know, looking at the West right quick. You know, you got the Trailblazers and the Nuggets are in the fifth. They both got 21 wins each. They're in the fifth and sixth spots out there. You know, look at, you know, the top four, of course, is the Jazz, Suns, Lakers, the Clippers. That will see to, to that. They see that, that those four will hold up in some fashion. Then you have the Blazers, the Nuggets. The Spurs are at seven. And, and it's interesting, you know, they're, they're talking about getting rid of, of Aldridge. They seem to be, you know, this is something that only the Spurs can do, rebuild on the fly, you know. They're one of the uh, teams that, you know, they, they always are about their business and they find ways to, you know, that's, not, that's not a team that's going to bring in money. They're not a team that's going to bring in a high-profile person. They're going to get rid of a high-profile person and work with some of the younger guys, and they'll still probably, they may eke out a playoff spot still, you know, because you got some of the teams that in the West that seem to have gone backwards in some ways. You look at the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, you know, the Warriors are hanging on at 10 right now with a 19 and 18 record. And really, the Pelicans really have stepped back, you know, but uh, you couldn't tell it by the national schedule. They're always on freaking TV for some, you know, because of Zion. But, you know, it, it seems like after them, though, there's really no not much competition in the West. You know, you know, because uh, you know, Thunder Kings, Rockets, and of course, Timberwolves not really playoff bound. But you know, when you look at like say the middle to the bottom part of the West, are any of those teams intrigue you, Josh? I think the team I'll be looking at the most is the Warriors, and the reason why I say the Warriors is because Steph obviously has been on a tear as of late, um, going back to the old MVP uh, Steph. Um, that we were accustomed to seeing and how that's actually galvanized this young roster um, without Klay Thompson. You know, Draymond is getting back, it's slowly but surely going back to his older form. Um, and even the impressive performance of James, uh, James Wiseman. Wiseman has stepped up yeah. in place uh, too, development-wise, where he's really starting to fit in and be that strong foundational piece for this Warriors team. But I'm also looking at it because of the fact that, you know, they're looking to make moves too. At the trade, I think Bob Myers made it known that, you know, he said, we're, we're open to talks, making talks. And if we got to get rid of our young talent for a top tier player, they're willing to do it. So I believe, so just with the March trips, you know, 25th deadline taking place, I'm, I'm going to be looking at the Warriors to see that obviously 
they're trying to bring in some help and relief because they don't want because it appears they don't want Steph to play this way for a whole season. So I wonder what type of help they're going to try and get over and go and go to state. And I think depending on how that goes, the Warriors could you know be one of those sneaking teams where obviously you got the the play on tournament where they can play in the tournament, but they may even jump into like a seventh or eighth seed depending on the moves they make prior to the trade deadline. There's been some talk here in town about. Uh, you know, going back to the Bulls about uh, Otto Porter being a, a possible buyout, yeah. And uh, it, it would it would seem that if that happens, that the Warriors are going to jump on him. Uh, you know, I think that could be a good move, very much, because you talk about a three and D guy, length. You know, he, he you know he shoots the ball well. The, the issue with him is health, and yep. uh, you know, but I think he's getting I think he's getting healthy right now. You know, the Bulls mm-hmm. he, he had a, he had a nice little spot. You know, it was sort of like the mid to end December where he was showing out a bit and he was being used by the Bulls well. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I wish he could have done more here. But, you know, it, you know, like I said, the injuries just – he just couldn't get beyond that. But in a rotation, in a young rotation like uh, Golden State, if, they, if they're not giving up anything at the deadline and they still have Wiggins and whatnot, he's not – they're not going to need too much from – from uh, Otto Porter, they're just gonna need him to like say do some spot minutes, come so in, call it a guy. Yeah. yeah, do it. Yeah, just do what he do what they know he can do, and and that that definitely adds to their rotation, adds to their depth going into the postseason. So I see what you said, Josh. And if, if, whether it's him or if it's another person, you know, uh, they figure to do something. You know, so I wouldn't sleep on them either. And speaking of the devil, Porter just coming in. At the with the Bulls game, they, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do tonight, but uh, you know, Philly. No, okay, Philly is Philly. They're a tough team, so we'll see how that how that goes. But uh, yeah, I think we we're gonna uh, start to wrap up here. You know, it's been a good about ninety minutes or so, man. Uh, again, good glad to hang out with you brothers on this uh on another this edition of running. Uh, despite some audio issues, I don't know what it's about, but. Uh, you know, not too. Hopefully, not too bad. I'll see on the on the playback how they go, how they sound. But uh, you know, again, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this second half plays out. Uh, you know, who's, you know, who? I, I, I think the top seeds in both conferences are pretty much set. It's it's going it's going to be a little shuffling there, but a lot of the storyline is going to come from those middle to to. Uh, you know, middle to low seeds, and the fact that you have the extended seeds now for the play-ins, you know, we saw what happened in the bubble, though. There was a little ad- added excitement there mm-hmm. with the Western Conference, at least, where they had the, that play-in game. So, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see who, who sets themselves up for success in those play-in games and who, you know, how will that impact the matchups in the first round, you know, who eventually gets to see those top seeds and uh, one or two seeds in the, in the East and the West. So, you know, we got a lot to, a uh, lot to look at going forward. Uh, definitely keep up with our guys here. Josh is going to be, you know, doing this thing with ITS. He's got a nice interview uh, coming up uh, Friday to tell the people about that. Yeah. I have uh Josh Bonathan, Bonathal. I think Bonathal is how you say his last name. I keep getting it messed up because it's such a difficult, difficult <laughs> to pronounce. 
But I got uh, Josh Bonatal coming on my show. He's a former Chicago Bulls trainer. Uh, he um, was an assistant trainer with the Bulls when Derrick Rose first uh, entered the league. So he helped train Derrick Rose um, his first three years in the league, including his MVP season. And we talk about, you know, his his, his relationship with Derrick Rose, how he was able to build that. What was it really behind the scenes with Derrick Rose, especially in the training rooms and when it comes to his workouts and getting him into uh, basketball, really basketball shape and stronger, uh, and especially with his nutrition too. Um, the rumors about his eating habits are very true. Um, and the fact that he's also part of this new fitness group, um, his fitness brand, this company called Future, not the rapper. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, they talk about how he's utilizing what he what he's you know been trained and known to do all his life to give back to help not just athletes but us as regular individual folks to um to give back to help us be healthy in all facets of our lives so it's a good conversation something you definitely do not want to miss for sure okay and scoop of course is always doing his thing he's like you said earlier he's got what i was gonna say and congratulations josh i appreciate that Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm 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 I'm, I'm trying to say uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out what congratulations for. I don't know that I missed something in the way. No, that's a big interview. Oh, he, oh, he just congratulated him on that. Okay. Okay. Thank. You. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All in. Big up to big up to Josh, man. He's ITS is, is he 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 does it when he can now, but he he's busy, so I I let him off the hook. But when he when he when he does get his shows in, he he does well. So I appreciate that, Josh. And uh, you know, yeah, that's you know, I'm trying to get your plug in, Scoop. <laughs> you got the Nevada no. series with uh with Lisa Ann. That's you. You say you're doing those on Thursdays, right? So you just did Thursday, one today. Five Eastern time, four p.m. Central time. Um, okay. And, uh, so that that's that's going on every Thursday. Tweets about odds and uh, Scoopy Radio is, is still moving a couple guests a month and uh, some other things coming down the pike very soon. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, we we keep it moving here. Uh, Regal uh, War Media and uh, uh, we got I, I had a I had a, a, a little college stuff on the on the agenda, but I, I'm going to save that, I guess. Well, we are going to have a, a special on Sunday. Uh, should uh, should be during the the selection special, like before and during the selection special. Mm-hmm. It's going to be involving, of course, a second a second city sports f- folks, uh, 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 Lakina McGee and Sydney Brown, uh, and we got some special guests there. Uh, that should be on our our uh, Twitter page mm-hmm. on. Uh, war media twitter so check that out on sunday uh i will say though you know um there's been some interesting stuff with illinois and michigan uh you know two potential number one seeds coming out of the big 10 michigan is getting uh the michigan is being named as the big 10 champion you know technically because they had a better winning percentage than illinois but illinois had more wins and they beat Michigan the one time they played. So there's been some controversy down there in Champaign. They're trying to say, you know, that we should we should share the title and stuff. 
you know, I would say look back to 89. In, 18, in 89, Illinois beat Michigan three times, and they lost to them in the final four. And they and Michigan wound up getting the national championship. That's what y'all need to focus on. Focus on that tournament and focus on getting the uh the getting the big award, not the uh just the conference stuff, you know. But that said, I do think Illinois will win the conference tournament this weekend. And uh I think it'll set them up for a, a nice deep run. But you know, but I, I ain't got nothing against Michigan, though. I love Michigan. I actually, you know. I had a I had a reverse Jalen Rose jersey. That was one of my favorite jerseys from the nineties. It had, it was you know reversible. You may remember that reversible. It had uh you know you had the maize and the orange, the blue, and you had the orange. It was sort of like a, a, a practice jersey, but it was, that was one of my favorite jerseys. You know, we are you know Scoot. No, we came up during that five Fab Five era, and of course one of that Fab Five Jail, uh you know Jawan Howard. Chicago bread. He from the he from the mud, you know. CVS, you know. But uh, you know, we got Illinois. We need the national championship, man. Whether it's U of I or Loyola, we need the national championship here at the crib. So I'm rooting for Illinois this year. But that's all I'm gonna say now for college stuff, and uh, come back on set for more of that. I don't even know if I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be producing it, but I may uh, I may I may drop in with some more hot takes on the show as well on Sunday. So watch for that. Watch for Josh, ITS, uh, coming tomorrow. And Scoop, of course, if you don't know about Scoop, you got your head in the sand, man. I don't know what you're doing out here, man. So, you know, we, we know you you better know what Scoop is on. So. But uh, that's it for now, y'all. Uh, appreciate all y'all who joined us online, if you haven't, if, whether you're live or uh, you know, on the replay, uh, check out the uh, podcast version of this episode if the sound is decent enough uh, on uh, Anchor, War on Anchor. And uh, that's it for now, though. We'll, we'll send, it, send it off. Enjoy this weekend of games, all type of games, college and pro to enjoy this weekend. Keep uh, Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. Keep wearing masks outside. Don't let these politicians fool you. If you were Texas or Mississippi, take care of yourself just like you would any other time. And uh, enjoy your stimmies. And uh, we we getting through it, man. We we a year out of this mess. We there's light at the end of the tunnel. Pretty soon we're gonna be able to show to to dap each other up and hug each other out in the streets and play ball and be aggressive on the court, not worry about getting sick. And you know we gonna keep. Keep doing what we do, man. Keep living, keep thriving, and we're going to keep bouncing. All right? We out.